0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ed's Words with Edward. I'm your host, Edward. Of course, I got John and Haley. How's it and going, guys? We got our guests, Ian and Kyle. Hold oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sounds so enthused. <laughs>
0: yes, very enthused. <laughs> um, we will be talking about uh, game development, um, and as John said, from start to finish, and as Ian described it, the pipeline. The pipeline. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about. So.
1: Fancy
0: word. Yes. Pipeline. Fancy word. <laughs> Let's get into this. Fancy. <laughs> okay. So, with that, what is the first step in the pipeline? More
1: like we should define what game development oh, is. Oh, sure. yeah, mm-hmm.
0: true. Understanding. What yeah. We <laughs> development
2: is. Then we'll get into the steps. Okay. That's
0: cool. We can do that.
2: What is game development? Game development. It is the process to make a game. Okay. So, a it's game? the process to <laughs> develop
0: a game. What
2: you're trying to say. I mean, to redefine the its definition. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Okay. That's that's your definition. There you right go. That's, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's, that's a wrap, folks. That's exactly. That's a wrap.
0: Nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. No, so there's
1: there's three different steps. There's the design, the programming, and the art. There's like little steps in between it. Mm, and steps, those are like the are like the three major
2: departments. Like the three pipes that <laughs> yeah. make up the bigger <laughs> pipe that is development. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're, like, they're more like guidelines. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like
3: there's more to development than just programming and art. Mm. Yeah.
2: And design As, and, and sounds. Those are
1: like the three major things, but There's like little
0: things within that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well then let's break that down. So what goes into... Developing a game?
2: Yeah. (laughs) What goes into
4: developing a game?
0: (laughs) (laughs) taking the words
2: out of my mouth. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Take it away. Take it away. (laughs) Uh, Game development has a lot of pieces to it. Um, Similar to basically any project... Um, that has to do with entertainment or media, um, you have to get a, an idea for what it is that your project's going to be. And so not all projects are going to require the same pieces. Um, some projects are going to require all of the pieces to a much higher extent or a much greater extent than other projects that also require all the pieces. And really, it strongly depends on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So like a visual novel game is still a game, even though all you're doing is clicking. A a choose-your-own-adventure game, where you find the one item that's hidden on the screen, and you click it, and then something else happens, and you find something else and click it. Doesn't have a whole lot to do with the programming. Doesn't have a whole lot to do with the design. It's heavily going to rely on art, and it's heavily going to rely on sound, um, though it doesn't need to. Um, Art's really going to be the main flagship for that type of game, but it still needs some programming. It's still going to need a A guideline to follow which would be your design and if you go with the sound and have cues when you click the mouse or hit a button or find something or achieve some objective those are all sounds that need to be brought together into a big pile and then integrated into the game where they're necessary yeah Um, and it it goes on further so you'll have your piece of the puzzle that's going to be for online networking if you want to have that online stuff which falls under programming um, Story design level design character design all that falls under uh, design There's a lot more that goes into that and they can get fragmented down to z- very specific things uh, And that could be your job, but it, they it generally falls under your design track and then you have your artists concept artists character artists environment artists and a whole bunch of other artists that do art stuff that are super awesome and Hayley knows a lot more about that <laughs> than I do um, it sounds art. like you're
0: describing, like, making a movie. It's,
2: <laughs> it's kind of. It's,
0: it's like you need a key grip. You need that. You know, like. Yeah. Mm.
1: There's, a, there's definitely a lot of moving parts. Because Ian, Ian broke down design. When it comes to art, there's even more. There's mocap team, which is motion capture. There could be the concept artists. There could be the storyboard team, which is kind of like concept. Concept art gives you an idea of what it might look like. Yeah. Storyboard gives you an idea of what it's going to look like as far as cinematically wise. And then there's character artists. You could be doing clothing, you could be doing the actual characters, you could do environments or you could do props. So, like guns versus plants versus the whole environment, like the houses, the map layout, whatever. And then you have your animators who will take the mocap or the models that you have. And make it move and make it move how it's gonna like do a loop a running loop a walking loop a swimming loop whatever and then the programmers will take that and put it how they need it where they need it based off of the buttons that are pressed so a lot of work goes into it
0: so what you mean to tell me is it's not that easy to
2: <laughs> like, it's not, it's not a one man job. It depends, on, job. The type depends of game. on the project. It yeah. could be a super easy, flappy bird, tappy bird, one guy. Star, on. or one of those Stardew
3: ones. Valley. Stardew. That's a one man game. What's it called? What? Stardew. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Have you ever played, like, Harvest Moon? It's a yeah. Harvest Moon type game. And it was moved by one guy. Oh, wow. Like wow. four year like period. Fizz. Yeah. 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 Except, he did, except their guy didn't go crazy. The <laughs> really. Stardew Valley guy didn't lose his mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So oh, depending okay. on the
2: project and what you're going for, it could be simple one-person job, or it can have thousands of positions. Yeah, no. like,
1: depending. Like, if you want to do a mobile app, if your scope is small enough, you can do it by yourself. Or if your game is something like Dead by Daylight, where you you're heavy on art, you're heavy on sound because sound cues are needed in that game. Yeah. But then, the design is like, okay, well, how are the maps gonna look? How is things gonna play out? What kind of Characters, perks, stuff like that. Do you have? You have a huge ass team for that.
0: Environment interaction. Yeah. So it's like,
1: how are things going to interact with each other? How how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? You have a huge ass team to help you with that. Whereas if you have a mobile app, you can do that by yourself. I think that's
0: like the misconception. As soon as somebody hears the name, like game development, the automatic thing like, oh, well, you're building a, you know, some huge extensive world like Fallout Four. Yeah. You know, Red Dead where you like, no, 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 that's yeah. a wide variety, you know, it's like, like you were saying, it'd be something small
5: to something super complex, yeah. you know. Could be one of those, like, game jam games where you do it in, like, 72 hours or 48
1: 40, hours.
5: 48, I
2: think. 48. Yeah. That'd
1: be fair. Yeah.
3: yeah. You longer game jams, too. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I
1: haven't been a part of one, and I'm sad. Cause well, I mean, it's every time <laughs> I tried, it was either I have work or some <laughs> shit happened in the family, and it's like, and
2: they never tell you with enough time. to Yeah, I like just find out about it the weekend of. That's no, the no. one thing I hate right. about
1: the advertising at UAT is like, oh hey, Game Jam is this weekend. What the fuck? Why didn't you tell me like three weeks ago? I would have taken this weekend off. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't work out that way, so I'm kind of sad. But maybe I'll be able to N- do it one day. It is game. an
2: experience. No it's it can be a lot of fun it could be very frustrating
1: wasn't Island Survivor a game
2: jam? no no no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> definitely not <laughs> alright
0: and we we briefly went over the Island Survivor in the last uh, the last episode right yeah. yes. you know so you know yeah I know Whether yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead continue <laughs> it's <is> fine um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like you know I guess in that one like you were saying like you started off with like a big group, and then it just
2: trickled down to being
0: three, uh, which...
2: Well, I started by myself first. I had the idea, I, I knew what I wanted to do, um, but just having the idea is never enough. You yeah. always need to take to the next level, next step. So it's the jumping into the, the engine, Unreal 4, figuring out what I wanted to do, or how I wanted to convey my idea into something that has moving pieces, that I could then explain to other people so then I can get a group of 12 people who are like wow that's great let's do this it's cool and then and then three weeks later they're all gone yeah
1: <laughs> it's a lot of steps it's
2: a lot of steps a lot of steps to eliminate
4: <laughs>
0: the 12 people
1: <laughs> but there, there's definitely a lot of moving parts when it comes to making a game you gotta get your ideas solidified there usually there is a game design document it's like one of the biggest keys of making a game it kind of puts your ideas into like a format they can read what are the mechanics what are the moving parts yeah. what kind of art style are you looking for it like if you generally if you look online because i know uat most of the teachers provide us with the uh, gdd game design document so it it lists all the those spots and it, it characterizes what we needed.
2: And when did also, they start doing yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a load. I have yeah. to Google it answer. What the did, shit Google is it. this?
1: Derek, Derek and Portillo both give out GDDs what? like a basis. I have one on my hard drive if you want one. Oh, I
0: mean, I don't need it now. <laughs> i learned it the hard way.
1: But yeah, Googling it, just like figuring out what, exact, what, how to portray your idea into words that other people can understand. And follow because that becomes your your spine, your guideline. So I remember.
5: Yeah. I remember one of the things I found. I was like in school for games. Like I found the design document for the first Uncharted game. <laughs> it was online, and I was like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. So
1: is everything generally the same?
5: Well, apparently, like they they were definitely pulling inspiration from the Tomb Raider games. This is before like the first like new Tomb Raider series came out. Oh, like, for like the older one. Yes, yeah, yeah. so they were like pulling inspiration from that because they literally say in the g- document. Like we want it, like a Tomb Raider esque game. Nice. <laughs> oh, there you go. You have a lot of those
2: parallels in the GDDs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's important to know that the GDD during development is not Ste- set in stone. Set in yeah. stone. That that shit ch- changes. Yeah. And it's important to keep up with the changes to reflect in the GDD. Who makes have, those changes? Um, usually your design director, isn't it? Yeah. Your design uh, directors
3: one who's going to sign off on it. Your design and creative director are the ones who are going to make de- official. Decisions can change the games that game. Right it, right.
0: Is this one of those things where, like you, like do you? If you, that's your position. Do you just make the decision, or do you get everybody's input into making that decision? Or do you like, nope, nope, it's changed, guys. Sorry, here's a new. Well, thing. if
3: you're if you're doing it the right way, you'll bring together the people underneath of you. Like you'll have like tech leads, you'll have art leads, you'll have design leads, who you will go to. And they'll they will you'll, they'll give their input, which they'll take from their people onto them. So yeah. it's like everyone should be giving input all the way to the top. Because when you have someone at the top who's making all the decisions and not taking input, it's not yeah. going to end well. Yeah, because they'll be like, well, well
0: I don't so, have a guy who can draw like that. Well, or I don't have a programmer who can right.
3: you know, code that.
0: You
2: know. A caveat to that mentality, though, is the design by council. And that... And ruin a game project if it's for the creative direction so if it's um, how to go about solving a problem having everybody who has varied experiences give out solutions awesome hey I think this guy should be red instead of blue and be three times the size and then somebody else says something differently and you keep changing the size and the color of the model by the time it's ready to ship and you don't have anything solidified because you don't have that one guy saying it's going to be red and it's going to be the size yeah. you have issues so you would say yeah. scope is important um oh, yeah. scope is very important um, but I don't think that's going to be the issue with that it's 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 more of to make sure that your your project has a vision and that there is either one person or a small committee of people who are in charge of that vision yeah. Yeah. and as long as they are on track with the vision and conform to the scope you should be fine yeah, because
0: otherwise you're just trying to
2: make everybody happy.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, and then. And then you start but playing then it's your, it's your project, and you're like, well, that's not how I envisioned it. Right. But I was taking your consideration and your consideration, and now
5: I don't like what the outcome is. Now i have going a Barney dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen yeah. games Thank they, you. I've seen games where they just keep increasing the scope of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Scope creep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's yeah. another way to take down a project is scope creep. Yeah. What's it called? Scope creep is where you have an initial scope. And then Ian comes in and is like, oh, I have this idea, and then the scope grows. And then Haley comes in and the scope grows. And then huh. the um, CEO comes in, and he wants this, this really cool idea that he, he forces us do and the scope grows and grows and grows. And then eventually, <laughs> it's too big to maintain, it's too big to manage, and then the project comes out of the gate and it falls apart. Mm. Because you have... On, yeah, taking on too much. Coming from programming background, you have an MVP, which is this piece here has to be perfect when this game ships, and the rest of it is fluff. And the MVP is the uh, minimal viable minimum viable product. product. It's this is the absolute okay. minimum this product can be to succeed. Okay. And then anything else is just gravy. It's Ooh. just the cherry on top. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. So basically, it. scope. It's your scope is this is the amount of people we have, the amount of hours we have to work with, and let's get the MVP done. And then if we have extra hours, we can put in these. Extra people, we can build an extra level. We can do another, you know, yeah. another multiplayer Tweak map, it a little or, bit. yeah, or, or polish some more or whatever. Yeah.
1: And that's kind of where a lot of games are right now. When we get games that don't work first day, they're getting the very bare minimal and then put out patches later. Yep. So that sucks because because, <laughs> they, because things are getting pushed out so frequently yeah. now. They give you what they know could work possibly, and then fix it later. So that way they can work on the next project.
2: They give you what works on their machine. <laughs> yeah. When it doesn't it work on your on my machine. machine. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So that's kind of where developers are right now. And it's not always their fault. It's, it's possibly the publisher, you know, giving them time constraints that we can't quite work with. And extra scope. Yeah, <laughs> and extra scope. So like, that cool idea, great. Now we need an extra three months. We only have three weeks. Yeah. So they're going to do what they can right now and fix it later. Give you
5: the so. DLC. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay for it yes. yeah uh, destiny yeah. Yeah. so uh,
1: a lot of things a lot of things contribute to the rise and fall of the game yeah sounds
0: like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like it almost kind of makes you like ooh do I really want to go this route of developing a game it sounds like a fucking hassle like, it's
3: it's if, like I've read developers who they get yeah you just burn yourself out It sounds like it. Because they force you to work. I mean, I've read horror stories of like 120, 140-hour work weeks just to get something done. I mean, if you look at Team Bondi who did um, L.A. Noire, they were literally working 20 hours a day. And they were sleeping at their desk. They were just like falling asleep at the keyboard because they were just forcing them to work until they dropped.
5: Damn.
3: And it's just because,
5: That story from Rockstar that (laughs) the employees were working 100-hour work weeks.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, Red Dead. Yeah, yeah. Red then, Dead like, is also the same yeah.
5: way. But then they try to save face, and they're like, "Oh, that was just only on the writers." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure it was." Like, yeah.
0: yeah, sure,
1: pal. The yeah. artists and programmers—it's almost like there's no break, because once one thing changes, you have to scrap everything and redo it. Yeah. It's like again, with that—the creative changes. If we have a red, a red character at let's say three inches tall. Well, now they want it purple at 72 meters. It's like, what the fuck? There's a huge-ass change. Now I have to, like, somehow enlarge it and then change the colors and you have to change the whole texture because the colors clash with what, what it's wearing. And this is like, a lot of... I hope cool. to God it doesn't break the animation. <laughs> 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 no, you, gotta, you have to redo gotta all the animations. Because, <laughs> so. like, some, yeah, some of the animations, if you, have, if you have mocap or key animations, those things don't scale very well. So you have three inches of animation. You can't scale that to 72 fucking meters. You may have to redo it. And it's like, just, ah, there's three so, weeks redone.
0: <laughs> so with that, and, you know, like you're talking about, you know, the horse or the rock star and whatever, as a game developer or someone who wants to, you know, to go that route, would it be would it be more ideal to, you know, like your dream, I don't want to say dream job, but to work would be like, doing, like, an indie game, or that way it's, like, on your scale, or or, or is it more like, oh, I got more uh, notoriety, because I'm like, oh, I'm part of this big Microsoft team, or I'm part of Blizzard, or, you know, like, like, like for you guys, like, what would be the route you would want to go? That way you don't have to work 100 hours.
1: I mean, it kind of depends on the kind is of it person this, you are.
0: There's just too many fucking indie games out there. Well, I mean, I mean, like...
3: It really is like I mean, when you first starting out, you kind of have to. I mean, you work. <laughs> That's work. True. You like, work. You kind of have to work a hundred hours or whatever because you don't really have, kind of don't have a choice. I mean, as you're out of the gate, you're you know you're you're hungry for work, so you're gonna yeah. You're gonna, gonna want to do. Whatever. You're gonna do. You're gonna burn a candle at both ends in order yeah. to yeah get the experience you want, and then you can move into maybe an indie role where you can set your own hours. You can take. You know, however long, reasonably, however long you want to make a game or whatever, and then then you have creative freedom, and you have, you can, kind of be the, the the deciding factor on those things or whatever. Whereas on a team of two hundred people like Rockstar, you have to answer to a creative director who's got to be making those decisions, and you're not going to agree with it, but you're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's more of a stepping stone. Like, in in a technical field, if you want to out of the gate, I know Amazon, they have terrible working hours. But, if you work a year at Amazon, and you have that on your resume, you can go anywhere you want, because you have Amazon, you have Google, you have Facebook. It's a name you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. It's name recognition. So if right. you and if you, if come out of the gate, you worked at Rockstar for three years, you so say you worked on Red Dead, yeah. and then you go out to Indie stu- Studio, you can you know go and get a publisher or whatever who will okay. give you that creative freedom because you have that name recognition or whatever. So it's kind of like, you don't want to, but it's, it's a stepping, it's a means to the end.
0: you got to embrace the suck. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, b- before you can get to that
3: comfortable, the
0: comfortable state where you're like, yeah, you want to make this last a little bit. I'm not trying to stress too much on this. Product, but yeah. yeah.
1: And as an artist, it's, it, it, it's kind of a flip flop, but not really. Because usually you want to perfect your art. You want to make sure you can style match before you can get on to AAA games like Red Dead. Um, and usually when you go to a AAA company you usually start off as like a UI or a UI designer which is the user interface you're creating icons and what the hud is going to look like and stuff like that instead of all the characters and the environments you have to actually build that portfolio to build that sort of skill whereas if you went to indie you could create your things work on your stuff and then Publish it as a mobile app or a mobile game or something like that. This, okay. It's technically indie. Indie is just like doing your own thing, a smaller scale versus <laughs> AAA. It's a huge ass team, you're answering to people. But also
5: sometimes less people on the indie side. Yeah. i mean, yeah. you have a large scale studio. Well,
3: indie is one of those things that nowadays is like. I mean, The Witcher 3 is an indie game.
1: Yeah. So, oh, well, in- indie really?
3: Indie only means you're independent, you're yeah. not owned yeah. by someone. Well,. No. CD Projekt Red isn't owned by anyone, so technically The Witcher is an in indie game. Oh shit! It's just a very large indie, indie game. game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Life for a designer is, is a little a little different for the <laughs> artists <laughs> and the programmers. Yeah. We uh, we have a harder time going into the AAA right out of college. Yeah. They, um, for both the, the programmer and the artists here, you both have portfolios, and I'm sure you can put all your fancy stuff on and show off to your interviewers or whoever and they can oh, look yeah. at the work that you can do and they're like yeah he's got talent he can do the things and they give you questions I'm sure and you have to solve the problem via code I think as one of my friends said they had to do yeah, there's, for, a, for a there's job different interview interviews once.
3: you can have code interviews you can have I've, I've been on interviews where there's no code questions at all it's more of theoretical questions it's more of okay you know if you it's really more problem solving questions a lot of it is kind of and there's also i've, I've heard a lot of people who won't even consider you if you have too much code to show off because really? you know at that point are you doing is showing code like who cares i mean if you show me a small piece of code that's really good or whatever mm. and then you can build around it where you can explain you know other stuff you've done, small small explanations, not mm-hmm. going long winded. Like, yeah,
2: that, that makes sense. But yeah, for, for the designers though, like myself, uh, all of the things that I could potentially show fall under intellectual property. And so, if I put anything on my portfolio that says, "Oh, own Survivor," it has all these things and does all this stuff, and they read it, and then they make something similar, I could then potentially sue them for stealing my ideas that they got from my portfolio. So we are strongly advised not to put the the GDDs, all the design work that we do on our portfolios because that kind of instance isn't impossible to occur. So showing that I have the knowledge and ability and experience to get a level design position or a character design position you need to work an i either need to be an author that's yeah. already published or i need to have some sort of experience that speaks for what i can do since i can't really show it yeah and that's where the indie is a great place for designers because i mean if i know basically how to do art like on paint.net <laughs> right. And if I, can, if I can link up my boxes and my lines, like I was talking about before, yeah. um, for programming, um, just get the basic stuff out there with Unreal, then I can throw together a really simple thing to show off my ideas, but that's you know three to six months of work. Yeah. If I'm doing three to six months to make a small project, and I'm not making money, and I'm not getting food, I'm not staying in any place for very long... So, it's a little more challenging and very heavily dependent on the indie market where my hours are my off time. Yeah. And so I could pick up another job, yeah. keep afloat while I'm then burning my midnight oil on an indie project just to get that three to five years experience, which seems to be the magic words. Yeah. <laughs> Every place I've looked at. You for need a experience
3: job. to get a job, but you need a job <laughs> to get experience. It it yep. Yep. That's, a
1: Vicious cycle, right? That's that's, the, that's
3: it.
0: Like we want you to have uh, a master's degree, and these certs be between the ages of twenty-two <laughs> and twenty-five,
3: and have thirty years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, are oh, you reading your requirements here? I'll get right on like, Wow, yeah. right. but I've seen a lot of like job interview, like job postings where they post all that crap, and then if you talk to the actual person, like I've talked to HR people. Where they post all that stuff, and then they don't care about half of it. Like, yeah. like most people don't apply because of that, but yet they're probably qualified for the position. Yeah, because they post these crazy requirements, but really, you maybe only, you know, fit in some of it, but they would still consider you. Yeah, and so, that's why
1: a lot of people, like people that I've talked to, they say apply anyway. Just find a way that could kind of relate to the requirement, and if it doesn't tell something or a story that is like, I don't have this experience, but I have this one instead. So, like, if you can showcase, like, that and, like, being able to to try and connect it, they'll the more than likely hire you sometimes. It yeah. doesn't happen often. doesn't happen all of the time, but... It does yeah, happen. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. So... You could, you could bypass that 30 years of experience being at the age of 22. And then you get to go
2: into the salt mines and suck for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this so. week,
0: I'm washing lettuce. Next week, I'm on to fries. Nice. <laughs> I'll give it a couple of years, and then I'll be assistant manager. And that's when the big bucks
1: come <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's a little difficult to get into the industry it's also because the industry is getting really flooded now that's what it feels like yeah. yeah yeah honestly
0: that's what it feels like i mean everybody wants to be part of the next big thing I, for me like I always like when we had to do like the first set class i mean it was like i think i was like one of three Netsec mm-hmm. kids in there and then it was like all right who's doing game and it was like 30 people raised their hand i was like I was like, "Holy shit!" Like
3: everybody wants that. Like yeah, it's like (coughs)
0: you do realize like each and every single person is your competition. Like like, that's fucking crazy. The students who
2: joined when I joined back in 2013 was like 150. Oh, and the people who graduated was like 30. (laughs) Oh damn, that's like (laughs) butts That's also
3: because everyone thinks they can just oh I can just play video games and. Yeah. That's what you think to be the, I'm going to go out and make yeah. games. It's going to be so easy. Well, it really isn't. Yeah, it's, yeah. no. It's, it's not, and it's not the, what you think. It's not all, you know, fairies I, and unicorns. I'll and, right now, I don't
0: know anything about, really, what goes into development of game. Like, I know depending, you know, depending on it, like, it can be very hard, obviously, because, like, I mean, you don't see, like, you know, like a Red Dead, and you're like, oh, I bet you the person that drew this makes, you know great shadow figures, you know, yes. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, no, obviously there's a lot of detail, a lot of great artists that go into it, storyline, all that good stuff, you know, so it's like, I know that these guys are very talented, but, you know, like, I play the games, I don't, I'm not looking into, like, what goes into it, but I've always, you know, been interested, like, how, like, how hard is it, or how easy, or difficult, like, which, like, all that stuff, you know, <laughs> like, I've always just wondered, you know, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have wondered the same thing, and, Hopefully, after this, they'll get a little more appreciation for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if this happened to you guys, but after being in the game development degree, I view video games very differently now. Because, like, being, being an artist, I think I mentioned this before, um, but one of the instances that happened, re- well, two instances that happened recently, Friday the 13th, every time I play that game, I just look at everything. I'm like, that's a plain textured. That's a, that's a square. That's literally just a square. Okay, that's a complex thing, because con- like it, it's primitive or complex items, and it's like I see all of the primitive stuff: the squares, the rectangles, that one triangle off to the corner. I can do this shit, yeah. and then I try. I was like, I couldn't fucking do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I was playing Dead by Daylight, like a couple weeks after that. And I had died, so I'm spectating other people, and I spectate spectate my buddy Salim, and he's hiding behind a tree, and I just look at the tree as like, whoever fucking textured that did it wrong. There's a giant ass seam right yeah. there.
5: That was one thing I started to notice. So like I would I saw a scene like playing Destiny one. Yeah. And I was like oh like there's a bunch of seams here like.
1: hmm
5: And I'm like eh, Ru- J- John a-
0: judges games like a, like a wine <laughs> taster judges
4: like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like
0: a little, a little too much rumination, you know. It's like it's like ah, it's good. It's been aged ten years, just perfect.
5: Okay. But I but I know like the the harsh environment in which like people are under when they're making a game. So
1: yeah. You don't do I, it. Yeah, I
5: understand it. But yeah. Most of the time, I'm like, this is probably your, like, publishing company. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then, it's like, a game comes out and it gets, like, terrible reviews and it's just like, you gotta feel bad for those developers who spent four years of their time yeah. thinking that this was amazing and shit come it comes out and it <laughs> just gets shit all over it. <laughs> so it's just, like, like, demeaning. Well, I mean,
0: that, and that's good. I, like, I, honestly, I hope people, like, really, you know, like, listen to this, type, this episode or, you know, future episodes like this. That way, they can really understand, like, man, it, sometimes...
2: It's like, not their fault. Yeah, sometimes
0: it's not their fault. Like if you really wanna lash out, like fucking get pissed at the you know, at the publisher, get pissed at the fucking timelines and you know, like the scope like you're saying, like make that shit reasonable. Like I would like I would we were talking about it last time. I would rather have you spend two years and make a game fucking perfect, you know, than you know, oh well we gotta push one out every fucking four months, every four months, every four months, and then you're stuck with DLCs and it's like, oh well, we're gonna put a patch in later. It's like, no no no. Get that shit right, like you know. Either fuck, I rather have quality over quantity. That's yeah. just my thing, you know. Especially when it comes to game, I'm gonna spend the money on it, you know. <laughs> like regardless, like I'm, like I'm gonna spend the money on it. But it's like if you know, like if you start pulling out or putting out like trash fucking games, you know, it's gonna be like like how John is. Like we're like, mm, you're the same developer that did that did this game. I don't trust you anymore because you've been putting out these, you know half-complete games, you know, and then you see fucking things like uh, like Telltale, the way they were fucking their employees over, and you're just like, well, I'm not going to buy anything from you fucking guys anymore. Well, you can't yeah. now. Yeah, right. I can't. <laughs> You know, but there's still companies that are out there so doing that, yeah. you know, so, you know, I hope people
5: get that appreciation, you know, and take it out on the right people <laughs> <laughs> because, like, because like with Telltale like we were talking about like scope creep like even though like their overall scope is like they just kept taking on more and more game titles and it was just like are you going to finish the ones that you started yeah. though <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just kept the going to taking them all on more. and
1: not even finish yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Then they didn't innovate either they just kept the same they just kept yeah. putting out the same stuff like their, their engine was so outdated that yeah. you know they didn't put in the, the time and the money to upgrade and they just started they were just going to switch to unreal before they shut down it was too little too late it's too
5: late now yeah I mean they should have done that like
3: five years ago because I mean if you keep doing the same thing it's gonna eventually get stale
1: yeah
3: Yeah.
1: it's kind of how Call of Duty is (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. and now they have fucking Battle Royale well that's just
3: because um, Fortnite and PUBG came out and stole the market and now (laughs) everyone's trying to chip away at that market
1: yep games that don't need it Everyone sh- that's played it so far, they're like, "Yeah, it's good." It's like it's still shitty. There's three people who still want a story mode. There's no story mode anymore. Hey, that's yeah. all I play, Call of Duty. That, yeah. Story,
5: that's why I didn't get this one. <laughs> but uh, it's. I mean, they've been dominating Twitch, like as far as like Fortnite. Like Fortnite will have like a hundred something thousand people watching, and then like Black, the uh, Black Ops Four, like it has like two hundred something thousand. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah
1: this is, a lot. Of, a lot of it's going on right now. It's it's. Fresh off the market, I was but. I
5: was happy it came out because I was like, yeah, like maybe people will get burnt out on battle
0: royale. Yeah, oh shit. Yeah, I yeah. I'd give it a, I give it another like a year or two, <laughs> you know, before yeah. people are like, yeah, we're gonna do something new,
1: like stories. Oh shit story. Cuz that was one of the like, <laughs> we're,
5: we're going to circle back around. <laughs> that was one of the excuses that I heard. They were like, "Oh, well, like no one plays a story, but they play it once." So I was like, "Well, if you made something interesting that we would want to play." Or like different endings. We play. like the,
1: the games with different endings. Oh shit, a lot of design goes into that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it. But if you give different endings, people are going to play it multiple times to get the fucking endings. Yeah.
0: Like I was saying, uh like on the PS3 when they had that uh Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Depending on what you picked, Determined your your ending, and there was like six different endings. So I played that shit like seven, eight times. just it get all fucking six different endings? So I was like, I want to see what's gonna happen. Like if I have to fucking do this and you know spend another fucking couple of days beating the game, well then that's what I'm gonna do. But you know, like I wasn't bored with it. Like I, it wasn't one of those games where I'm like, ugh, you know, I gotta suffer through this fucking half complete fucking game and bullshit. Like no, it was it was good. Like you know, I like the way you know. The way the controls
5: felt, you know, I'm like, I like it. Has <laughs> <Just laughs> to have replay value. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's kind of how I feel about Detroit: Become Human. There's a lot of different endings to that, and I've been watching a little bit of YouTube videos because other people have, and they tell me about the certain endings. I was like, what the fuck? There's this one ending, and I got really sad because the main character that you play, you can either choose to stay with your side character or leave her forever. And this person decided to leave her forever, and I just watched it, and she just took off from the the internment camp, which is basically where they were at for for robots, and she just took off and never looked back. I was like, why the fuck did you just leave her? She's like nine, yeah. and I am like heart-throbbing heart <laughs> over here. and I was like, I would have saved her in a heartbeat, but like my <sighs> gameplay, they were all really safe, they all made it to Canada, and apparently that's like the best ending that you can get for that character. I was like. Thank God. Mission <laughs> complete. Yeah. I'm definitely a, a paragon type of person. So, uh,
0: so, back to all after the development, What what's next after you get all that going? After you figure out your idea? Like, what's the next? Like, so, you set up your scope yeah.
2: and you know what it is that you'd like to see happen, exactly. the visions established.
0: What's what's the next step that goes after
4: that? Then you do it.
2: Start <laughs> sprinting. It d- depends on on, on, on your your development style. Are you should Agile cool? or are you waterfall? Yeah. <laughs> like, agile is the
5: best by far. Say, should we pick like a genre of game, like and we can just like go down that that's fair pipeline, like platform?
0: Well it? what do you guys have experience in, in which type of games you have works for you doing?
1: I mean, all of us are different experiences. Like I think Kyle and I are the only one with the same experience. So. Yeah,
5: I think we all did something different. Yes. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did something different. It was just <laughs> It was, it yeah, was yeah, nothing. Yeah. It was
2: yeah. Nothing <laughs> game-related. I mean, we could just <laughs> go down a, a
1: general pipeline so we like, our, our bastards. programming. Yeah,
3: start to finish. Like, let's like, say I, day one, something. we have an idea to
2: it's on the shelf.
1: Yeah, all right.
2: On the store okay. So,
1: Ian, take away the design.
2: So, design... Um, A lot of it has generally been glossed over for establishing the vision and getting your scope. So you'll know what it is that you want the player to experience, it's a big piece. Um, How the controls work, uh, how the game functions. Um, You don't really need to know specifically how it functions, you just need to have a good enough idea so you can pass it off to the program lead and then he can actually get down to the nuts and bolts with his team. but the design, you just you need to have an answer for basically every question oh, shit. Um, regarding the project in its entirety. Oh fuck! So <laughs> it all comes down. So all comes down to the designer. Right. right. Okay. So the GDD, which is what everybody else uses when they don't have you right there in front of them to directly ask your questions, yeah, is generally first published when the actual development starts. So the GDD has already been fleshed out, has from beginning to end everything that the design or the creative director wants to see the game have, Um, and once he's gone through that and all the leads have gone through that, and and generally everybody who has a say in the flow and the vision and the direction of the game has an understanding of what it is that the project's going to be, that is when it's published to the entire team. God damn! From there, the design (laughs) team sounds. (laughs) I'm like, fuck! I'm already exhausted. (laughs) From there, the the design team breaks down to the individual tasks, and you have your story writing, your description writing, um, your character dialogues, um, level design, how you want the the experience for each level. If it's a game that has levels to flow and and the, the the player to experience happens in that level needs to be planned out in advance and then you're either the one that goes in there and places each individual asset or you make the map you plan out all the all the the different stages of that level and then you pass it off to an artist who would then place it all and make it all look pretty because you're probably not good at it yeah (laughs) um so it's a lot of planning a lot of planning and writing shit down because people need to be able to follow the plan and if there's no written explanation of what your plan is and you're just like, yeah, look at the map and the map just has like arrows going everywhere like spaghetti, nobody's gonna get anything out of it. Yeah. it could, could. I, I completely got it. I know what you're going to <laughs> do. And then you get a circle, yeah. that's it, right? Yeah. No, But, but okay, we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, and so it's, I mean, every piece of the game project needs to be thought up which is what the GDDs for and then the smaller pieces of it that fall under design like your narrative stuff then would be disseminated to those individuals who are
0: good at it and they do it. So even for like that like if they have questions they will still sort of go to the designer and be like alright this is this is a uh, you know based on what you have written down here um, these, these are my, my ideas that I have like that I mean, will implement and they'll be like and the designer would be like, yeah, yes or no. Like, I,
2: I have experienced both where I, as the creative director, had everybody come to me, and a project where I had designers in an artist team, in a programming team, and so they would just go to that designer specifically. Okay. And so it's not one person sitting there and 30 voices screaming at him, and not a whole bunch of people editing the GDD. It's the design team is either split up and splintered out with all the other teams to make sure that there's at least somebody there to help maintain that vision, which is very important, and to make sure scre- uh, scope creep doesn't go out of proportion. But generally, yes, if there is a question that they do not understand or know what how to do it, they would find a designer or query the design lead or creative director directly.
1: Damn.
0: Wow, that sounds exhausting. <laughs>
1: And they do that before everything gets done. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it's, oh, lot of it's pre-production. Yep.
0: Yeah. Friggin' damn. So after that, um, like, then it just comes down to, I guess, designing the game then, essentially.
2: Well, that's, that, that's the GDD, yeah. designing the game. Once, once the, the pre-production GDD is done, it's the individual tasks. So, like, oh, the okay. artists would make characters, the programmers would make game functionality and mechanics. The designers would either build the levels or plan out the levels of how they should be built write the story for the experiences that the player should experience and then dialogue and item descriptions if your game has that kind of stuff or the dialogue boxes for point click adventures or wh- you know, whatever whatever the project is the presentation of it is mainly artists piggybacked by the designers oh
4: holy shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: We have, we have our fingers in a lot of pies, basically all of them. We are the pie tray and a lot of the ingredients as well. All oh, the
3: programmers are what, the glue
2: that holds everything. <laughs> you, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're, you're wrong. you're right. We're the <laughs> part of sugar that goes on top. Every, every piece is necessary. Because um, that is more like the filling inside, <laughs> the, the, the delicious stuff inside, <laughs> yeah. because
3: yeah. <laughs> yes. we stitch everything together. They That's true. You know, yeah. cut the egg. So, eggers. like, as, as someone on that end,
0: like, I guess – like what's your day like when it comes to like what's your work scope like when it comes to trying um, to implement somebody else's ideas?
3: well we probably take the you take the game design document and then you would probably start doing technical documents you would um, say we're going to use this engine we're going to use this physics stuff or for so might... broken down even more yeah yeah mm-hmm. even because they'll have a design and you'll even have technical documents because you'll, you'll start planning out um you know, you'll do UML diagrams, which are basically class diagrams. You'll plan out the code before you do it. So, you know, basically, it's all, even coding is a lot of planning. It's a lot of you you go in and you maybe write it. It's not as much as a design document because when you, you can only design so much code yeah. before you write it. So, you kind of have an idea. So, you kind of really get the tools you want to use. You kind of have an idea of, like, what, where all the codes gonna reside you know how are we gonna have different pieces that we're gonna write and stuff like that and then kind of stitch them all together but and then once you do have all your documents then you kind of just hit the ground running history, right? and start writing the different and, pieces and I'm, I'm
0: assuming there's typically for that also like for that team that'd be like a, a program lead like yeah like you'll, you would have a,
3: you'd have a technical director which would be the, the top dog he's the absolute and he's the one that makes decisions. decision, like, I don't like the way,
0: you know, this was coded out, like, redo it. Or well, that would be tweet. more
3: lower level, because that would be inside your, each, each individual team, you would have a, lead, a team lead there, which would do the code reviews. Oh, okay. okay. Even a lot of places I've seen we do code review as a team. Oh, shit. Okay. So, it, it works both ways. Like, right now, we have one person on the team that's a code reviewer. And then, before, it was everyone code reviewed each other. And then, so, but then, like, the technical director is more of, he's the ultimate decision on tools. So, like, he's the one who's going to do the final decision-making on the engine, um, the physics, the um, language that's used, and stuff like that. If, if we want to oh, okay. write a, a wrapper around something, he's the one who's ultimately going to make that decision, and stuff like that. Oh, sure. And then, underneath technical directors you'll have tech leads, who would be kind of the lead of each team, Yeah. and then uh, that would be your, your regular programmers, but... That sounds also like <laughs> It so,
0: is. So, so far, what I've gotten is making a game is not fun. Only playing.
1: People <laughs> <now. laughs> will <laughs> be very
3: shocked at how much it's work. Yeah. How much work it is. Yeah, it's obviously, just, that's it's only two thirds of the pie. Yeah. most, a, I pe- most only, people you talk to, they go to you know they make a game all day. They're not going to go home and play it. Yeah, like they're, they're they, they just don't. So it, just, it, is,
0: it sounds like this is like one of those fields where it's like you have to have that passion Mm -hmm. like more than anything like you just have to have the passion because i mean just from what ian described and what you (laughs) described like i'd be like all right i'm about to quit this this already (laughs) already sounds uh overwhelming like it really does it sounds very overwhelming like just from from the get-go like i mean like you're saying from the designers aspect like I gotta be the guy who answers all the questions? Like, holy shit. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And then, like, from the program, you're like, I gotta make his fucking dream come true. Well, yeah. You
3: like, <laughs> got people, people like designers who are like, hey, I want this, I want the world. And you're like, no. You can
1: have America You here. can have
3: this little chunk over here and then have artists who are like, hey, can you, can you turn this into some, like, awesome thing? And I was like, yeah, yeah. take a couple buns I'll
0: give you a slice of the pie. You can't have a whole thing. Exactly. Like, you know, damn, it's, yeah, a, it's a
3: balancing act because you, you have to take the designer who wants you to do everything and you'd be like, here, this is what you get. And, um, cool,
0: cool, cool. Uh, I, I, I take on your input. Um, you ain't getting half of that. <laughs> it's,
3: like a, it's, like a, it's like a six-sided seesaw yeah. <laughs> that you have to balance in the middle. That's a great way of explaining it. A six-sided seesaw. <laughs> you have six different departments. You, yeah. have, you have QA who's always telling... You know, telling you shit's broken exactly. you, have, you have producers who are making sure the story And all that, like the vision stays in and Then you have like designers You have programmers You have um, you have like the Fires. higher ups Like the You have like the, the, the executive team yeah. they, Who also wants the world The universe, they don't want the world, they want the universe Jesus And,
1: and then um, the designers are like now nah, you're going to get Earth yeah. And then the programmers <laughs> are like Nah, you're going to get America <laughs>
2: So you get like Louisiana, yeah. <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah.
3: You get the small, yeah. small town, the small town in Kansas. <laughs> we'll give
0: you a, a part of uh, New Orleans after Katrina. <laughs> exactly. <It was> level <laughs> you can build after. So, it's like Jesus. And see, then from the art standpoint, how, what's that like? Uh,
1: to keep on with the pie analogy, uh, design is more like the filling. The crust is more of the programming. We're the powdered sugar that goes on top. <laughs> we make it look pretty. <laughs> so, uh, programming and art—it's it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, so we, are
0: you only limited to what they can program, or no, no,
1: no, no, no? Like, we work side by side. So, like, they can do something without the art assets, and we can do things without the programming. It just gets put together later down the line. Yeah, actually, um,
3: art is usually the last thing to go into a game. Yeah. Oh, really? Because, like, basically, design will be, like, white boxing or gray boxing, whatever you want to call it.
1: We usually white box. But
3: it's basically where you you design a level, and you put boxes. Like, here's going to be a tree, here's going to be a a house, and it's going to be this giant cube. And then you, like, play through the level, and you see, does it work? Oh, okay. You know that's where you test like jump heights and jump distances and yeah. you know climbing up a wall or stuff like that because I, I like, i'm
5: learning all kinds of new shit today. <laughs> I, like, I always hear that from uh, the overwatch team like they always say like oh like yeah we design our character and, like you know we play the character like out in our game engine and then once we have a uh, like feel of like what they want the character to look like then they didn't do the art and everything so like they have a character playable in their engine but there's no Acid for the character. Oh, shit, yeah. Man. Yeah.
3: So, like, a lot really good documentary that I always go, like, document series is on Noclip. They basically go out to, like, um, they did one for Horizon Zero Dawn. They did one for The Witcher. Um, they did one for Fallout. They basically go in and interview all the developers. They kind of show, like, this is, they even show, like, clips of the game in its very early stages. And it's literally, it was literally Aloy, fully modeled and everything, walking around this, like, super empty Just to, you know, because they were testing out like um, the arrow, shooting her arrows and cubes were moving around, which were eventually ended up being like the the dinosaurs. So you would see how, how, like, if I want to shoot this cube, like, how is like the physics and stuff like that? Yeah. And like, it's very, very bare because you're testing mechanics, you're testing Mm -hmm. how, you know, different systems work together, you're testing how different things interact. And it's a very, it's very, very bad looking yeah. until the, like the last probably like year of the project and that's finally when the art starts going in and it starts looking like a real game oh wow yep. it's yeah. crazy
0: cause like most commercials they ever see when they talk about like gaming programming it'll, they always show like the art of the game first and then you start to speak <laughs> yeah. so it's like yeah. okay cool but like, well, they
1: wanna advertise it this well, yeah. is what it's gonna look like and this is what you could do no, that's not what yeah. you do. But you don't. you don't see all the pretty shit until yeah. later. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter
3: how beautiful the game looks if it doesn't play well. It's it's, it's gonna track. be a shitty game. Yeah. 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 So that's why you have to get the internal systems and internal mechanics down before you I mean, we'll start. I've been my work. whole life. I yeah. was
0: <laughs> fucking drawing was first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nope, that's the last thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so well, try-
2: I would say that the artists start. We we start yeah.
1: relatively soon. It just while they're working on it, we work on our stuff. So by the time they're doing or done with their documents, like either they're still in the tail end or they're barely getting into the white boxing, we're doing our documents. We have a shit ton of documents as well. There's documents everywhere. So here, so then, <laughs> documents for everyone. So here's <laughs> my question: When it
0: comes to that, if he has an idea on what he wants his characters to look like,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, you can only either explain it or you're reading it off a document. How can you implement that? Like, to be like, oh yeah, um, I want him to be, uh, you know, a ginger with some freckles, uh, a bow, um, semi-Native American. It's like, cool, I you, gotcha, because I have all kinds of references. on that, like, how do you make that happen? Like, if you're just reading it.
1: So when we're, this is where our documents come into play. We, we create something called an art style guide, which is kind of like a GDD for artists. So we take all of their ideas, research, whether it's even plausible, how can we incorporate it and then put together references, create the color palette, what people are going to look like, what kind of art or clothing would they probably be wearing? Is it based off of a civilization? Okay. What a part of that civil Civilization do we need in, in here to portray that idea? So we have a lot of researching and making sure things blend together, put it in a document that everyone can follow, and then go from there.
0: So then who makes the ultimate decision on, like, this is the design I like. This is the, I like your civilization. Um, I like your idea on that. Like, who decides that right there? Be like, this is the route I want you guys to go with this. Ian
2: does. Yep. The uh, oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your designers and your creative directors. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we rely heavily on the concept artists who run through thousands of different faces and portraits and and profiles of Oh, characters. so they're literally
0: just drawing like faces yeah. on, yeah, on like, just,
1: like sometimes. Take a
0: pick, you
3: know. Like. They'll draw they'll draw like thirty different people in different ways, different outfits, different looks, different styles, and then you, maybe, just, like, and then you pick well, which yeah, I not, mean, like
2: I'd give guidance. Like, yeah. we want three foot two child with fuzzy curly hair and glasses. And if they need more, they'll ask questions. Otherwise, they start drawing. And so we are like, we like that, we don't like that, we like that, we don't like that. And then they change and they adapt. Yeah, come here my child. It's <laughs> A lot of it
0: is
1: based off of the ideas he puts in the game design document. It's going to tell us where it takes place, what kind of characters are in there, what kind of environment are we in, sort of. And then We take that, get references based off of that, and then bring it to our directors or our designers. And because they know the vision, they're going to say yes or no. If they don't know, then they're going to go to Ian and be like, okay, here's the ideas. Is this what you're looking for? Yes, no. Okay, cool. Bring it down to us. So once we have that document on what things are going to look like, what the color palette needs to look like, you know, sizings, whatever we need, then we start. So we have our concept artists who pretty much give an idea of what it's going to look like, what what are we going to base it off of, the sizings, the clothing, the colors, everything. It, it gets put into one picture. Okay. So there's characters, there's environments, there's props, there's um, vehicles, there's all the little things that you see in a game yeah. was probably drawn out one point or another. and That
5: was always what I enjoyed doing, like, environmental art.
1: Yeah, I enjoy concept art much more than I do 3D. That's a whole different topic. But there's concept art, that's its own little section. Then there's the storyboard team who's going to put together the cinematics or how things are gonna move. Okay, we're gonna go from this scene to this scene. All right, we're gonna go this scene to this scene. Um, This environment needs to look like this. Our character is going to come over here. Blah blah blah. It works well for cinematics, like the cutscenes that you see. Yeah. Um, but it also showcases like how the how the character is going to move. How is the vehicle going to move? Is it going to fly? Like halfway through, do we need a flying mechanic? Do we not? And then that's when you sort of get into the art development. Especially if it's a 3D game, you have the 3D artists, the characters, the environment, the props. The vehicles, they're all their own separate team. So, like, everyone's working on something different. So, while they're white boxing, we're putting in the actual assets you're gonna see. And once that's done, we send it to our animators. Our animators make it move, make it do all the fancy stuff that you'll see in game. Once they're done, we send it to Kyle. Kyle, put this in the game. If it breaks, it's either our fault or their fault. We don't know. <laughs>
0: Someone's fault. Yeah. I'm going to sit just playing the game. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're you don't want to make one now. (laughs) When you're in game development
1: it definitely changes your your view on video games. It's like you're either going to like them or you're going to absolutely dread them. So it's like it's in between. So the art and the programming are kind of side by side until we put it together. Shit. Yeah.
0: That is a whole lot. (laughs) A lot. A lot. But, I mean, this is for, everything you guys are describing, this would be for, like, a big game. Like, obviously, you wouldn't be having this, like, these many teams if you were, like, look, I'm making a Flappy Bird.
2: Well, I mean, one person would then just have to take on a lot more roles.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, i like, like for, like, for a game like Flappy Bird, like, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't need, like, ten teams, Right. No, No. you just have to do one person does ten teams. Does all
1: of those processes? You still have to do the design. You still have to. So the process is
0: still the same, but it's just like like you won't be like oh well, we got to make sure this bird can you know the the animations are super realistic when he's flapping his wings. Yeah, you know like. So
1: the scope and the scale is 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 what the difference is. All of these processes that we just talked about is still the same the programming just something that might not be as expensive yeah. depending the on, the project,
5: on the texture the concept project whatever concept. like sure okay, okay, or Flappy Bird they were like oh like what do we want the color palette to be like look at the original Mario's yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. the color palette
1: if you're okay how is the game going to play circle what? I
0: want them circle two triangles for a beak and a small circle for an eye well that, that's artists <laughs> designers that's programmer art yeah <laughs> so I can <could> draw that <laughs> <laughs> I will draw that so Ian
1: still has to tell us, okay, I want the game to look or to play like this. You know, there's gonna be pipes, there's gonna be a bird, we're gonna have this cool little cloud environment in the background. Okay, make it it happen. Kyle's gonna be like, alright, well, we just need to make him go through the pipes. So how are we gonna do that? Okay,
2: cool, code it. He needs to go up every time you tap the screen. Yeah. Easy. Done. Off.
0: Done. Like, what else boss is like, well, when you let go of the screen, he needs to fall down. Done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then for artists, we need to make the, make the pot, make the bird, make the parallaxing fucking background, make the wings go up and down, which is the same fucking frame. You just flip the wings over in Photoshop if you want. Mm. It, it's more simplistic, but the process is still there. Okay, okay. So it, it the scale slash scope of it will determine the team size, or mm-hmm. vice versa.
5: Or so. project length. Yeah. Oh. Or development length, rather. Now say we were adding the assets into a 3D game.
1: <laughs> Are you talking about...
5: <laughs> I'm talking about like more so like you would create the 3D assets and then add it to an engine.
1: Oh. For We're
3: still going with Flappy Bird, or... Uh, well, really, any two D, three D, isometric, it's still, it's all gonna be a lot of even two D games are still three D assets somewhere.
5: Yeah, I, yeah. I was talking like, about more so like, like a Gears of War, like you have like a three D asset and adding it into like a game engine. So.
1: well, for artists, we have to make sure that the model itself is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to make sure every...
5: Structurally sound. <laughs> it, yeah,
1: all the polygons are good. If you have triangles, apparently that's a fucking no-no. No
2: inverted... Uh, what's it? So those are the end-gons.
1: Yeah, end-gons, which is like three sides, five sides, seven yeah. sides. There's no segment to connect them. The animation's going to fuck it up. You have a seam there, right there that's not welded properly. It's going to tear. Mm-hmm. The arm's going to go through the body. Like You have to make sure everything is set. And then when you're texturing it, you have to make sure everything all the seams are where it needs to be. Don't put a seam down the middle of the fucking face. Put it down the middle of the head and then unfold it that way. Creepy. And then Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go down the arms, go down the side, down the legs, like split your person in half.
2: Hey, you ever wanna you ever wanna skin a person? <laughs> Do three D and a three D modeling. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean Texture. close enough, right? Yeah.
1: But you have to make sure the seams are places that you wouldn't really see it. Behind the head, it's gonna be covered with hair. Down the side, it's gonna be covered by cloth, whatever. And then all of our assets have to be scaled properly in order for Kyle to put it in the game. Because if it's way too fucking big, he either has to go and scale it and it's fucking everything up, or we have to go back and scale it and redo an an animation. Sounds like fun.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's a lot
3: of trial and error, going back and forth. And you revisit something a thousand times over mm-hmm. and over and over again because it goes to the art team, they do something, it comes to us, we figure out it doesn't work with the, what mechanic we're doing, so we send it back to them to tweak it a little more, and then they send it back to us, and then we play around with it again and see if we can't tweak the mechanic to work with it. And then if it still doesn't work, we send it back to them, and it goes back and forth until it's right. Yeah. And that could happen a hundred, a thousand times.
0: So with all this, too, like, depending on the game that you're making, will this also decide which engine you want to use or which engine you are going to use? It depends. Kinda. I mean, if you're like, going to make a Gears Or the engine not, like, you know, Unity versus Unreal. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, as long as you already have the idea
1: and you can make it happen. It's more like what you're comfortable with, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah, there there's things that are better for 2D versus 3D, but you can use either one. Um,
0: which one do you all prefer? Do you all, like, prefer?
2: What kind of question is that? I'm a big fan of Unreal. (laughs) Unreal is. (laughs) Unreal 4 is my baby. Yeah.
0: Have you used Unity? I have. And do you just not like it or just more comfortable with just Unreal because you've used it more?
1: It's more programmer-friendly, <laughs> <laughs> It is so much more <laughs> friendly to programmers. No, no, yeah. it's not. It's really not. Yeah, I know, but... It's really <laughs> not. I, I feel Unity is more programmer-friendly. It Because, like, is. there's a lot of functions that I couldn't quite understand. I had my buddy Jesse fucking help me with it, and he did it in two seconds. He's like, what the fuck did you do? I was like, did you even watch the video? I did. I still don't understand it.
2: Implementing code and functionality in Unity is... Is bitch. Very easy in Unity. Yeah. In Unreal, if you're using C++, it is a huge headache until you get used to it, and then it's a mild headache. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <still> <laughs> headache. You really get past the mild headache part, so yeah. just be wary of that. Um, unless you're willing to suck it up and use the Visual Scripting Blueprints, yes. I love then that. it's about as easy as. you But if you do visual,
3: <laughs> you know, you still have to. You know, he could use the blueprints if I make the blueprints. Somebody still has to build the node, yeah. build the code behind so that he can link them up, you know, to another node. So you could even have, if you have a team that's just visual scripting, and that's all, it's they're, if that's, they're so amazing at can... it. And then I can have somebody, another team that just does the coding, the the, the visual script, scripting nodes and how they're going to work. Yeah so everyone again we go back to everyone has their strengths Yeah. Yeah. you know if he's really good at scripting and I'm really good at coding then I'm not going to do the visual scripting because I would rather be behind the scenes writing you know the nodes and how they work and stuff like that And he can be the one who links
2: them all up and makes it work and for simple easy things the visual scripting is amazing like making the colors change making colors change (laughs) Um, making something pop up on the screen visually when you jump somewhere or achieve something so you're blue, but if, now you're But rich. if you want to tweak with the shaders or with like a specific type of physics that happens when the, the colliders hit something else, you try and do that in visual scripting. <laughs> One, I doubt there's a node for it, so you're going to be searching through that library for a long time just to come up with nothing, um, and it would just be a lot better and more efficient if you were to go into C++ and just code it out line by line. Damn, Okay. And there's
1: one class that Lynn, Lynn has. Um, it's environmental effects. And we learn all about blueprints in Unreal. It's probably my favorite shit. <laughs> like, I, I suck at 3D art. Like, for some reason, it just doesn't click to me. I love 2D better than 3D. But when I got into that class, and I started putting shit together, and I made colors change, and platforms move, and the water move, I was like... This shit looks pretty and now I remember why I wanted to do this.
0: <laughs> it's all coming back. Yeah. The feels are coming back. The
1: feels. I'm just like, I still have that level. I have it on YouTube and I look so at it. So yeah, I look at it from time to time. The, the fucking leaves are moving, the windmills turn in. I was like, man.
0: So then so then once all of these all these pieces are put together, the product is is exactly how you envisioned it you were able to code it according to, you know, the way he wants it and all the drawing and stuff. After that, what's next? Is it just like, do you, do you test it? Do you market it? I mean, it's all, uh, All of the above. All, like, well, yeah,
2: testing should be going on as you're yeah, Every, every so, like, single. So that's going, that's, yeah. as you're doing. Testing you're just,
3: should start as soon as possible. Like the second a line of code is written, QA should start.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. Because I mean, you'll get to is that the
0: same team where like the programmers are testing or is that like a same no?
3: One? You'll have a you'll have a QA team. Like okay. you'll have a programming team and then you'll have a QA team. Okay. if you're will, fortunate to have one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Definitely if you like have a good QA team, some some teams, a lot of teams, if they're small enough, they'll outsource it. Their QA oh, okay. to another another studio or whatever. Yeah. Or somebody who specializes in QA is all they do, then you can contract them to do it for you. Or if you have an in house team or whatever, but, and then once everything is up to the documents and the QA has been complete and most of the critical bugs have been completed, you'll go into a build master, which is basically code freeze. And code freeze means nothing new is added to the product. It means from this point forward, it is nothing but bug fixes, polishing. Um, Art is either have final touches or... Is is
0: that part of like... uh what you're saying earlier like the the MVP
3: the Yeah, the MVP is the gold master. Like okay, that means okay. that it MVP has been achieved and it's ready to be cut a release candidate is ready to be cut. Okay. Which basically means we take the master branch and we cut a release candidate from it. Mm. That means this is what is going to be shipped out. Yeah. And then it, at that point it's final testing, regression testing and uh, smoke testing, uh, exploratory testing, you'll do blitz testing you are just going to throw everything you can at that thing and make sure that it doesn't crash.
0: Oh, so you're trying to break it. Yeah, yeah. essentially is what yeah. what you're doing when so you do these release candidates.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And so once once the release candidate is officially accepted, your QA lead signs off on it, it is officially goes to certification. And certification means it goes out to the publisher or not publishers, the manufacturers like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and they do their testing. They'll throw what they can at it and make sure that it doesn't there's no security. And is that control. the same
0: process, even if you did an indie game?
3: Yeah, it will still. Everything block. has to like go that. through certification. Even mobile apps, everything has a certification process. That so, like, if you develop an iOS application, Apple has their own certification process, oh. where they actually has a physical human that will go through your application. Oh
4: shit! Sure. Like,
3: even when you submit it for certification to them, yeah. you have to give them, like, if you have, if it's like a, a login, you have to give them a login because a human is going to go into an application and do their testing. And then once certification passes, it's officially released.
1: Fuck. Yeah. So a lot of what Kyle that said. That's fucking stressful. Yes.
3: <laughs> like, it really does. Like, Release candidate time is the most stressful you will ever Because, I mean, do.
0: can you imagine, like, you put in, you know, you did everything you, you know, you, you know, that you thought of, you have all the questions. You programmed it to exactly the way he wanted done. You designed it the way he wanted done. Everything works cool, and then, like, someone, like, a company like is like, nah, we're good. It, we broke it. And you're like, what? So then all that shit just goes down the drain. I mean, you
1: can fix I it. I mean, especially,
3: yeah. like, if you want to sell, like, even, and there are some processes where, like, if you want to sell it in certain countries, like Australia, yeah. you have to submit it to their certification. And some apps have been denied because of some stuff. Then it has to go back to the development team. And yeah. content has to be cut out because it's either too graphic or. Mm-hmm. Just what? for that country, though. What like,. The fuck? Fuck yeah. yeah, there are Jeez. Australia
5: has like really strict like laws on yeah. well, <laughs> rules on games, like really yeah. Australia, yeah, yeah, that's they're, like the most very... fucking
0: chill country I've ever <laughs> been to. Like, no bullshit. Like, when I was there, they were like, we literally asked them, When does the weekend start? They're like, Oh, yeah, we usually start drinking for the weekend at on Wednesday. Oh, I'm like, Wednesday, they're like, Yeah, yeah, no, no, we only work Monday through Thursday, we're off Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays weekend drink it starts on fucking Wednesdays at noon. i was like, holy shit <laughs> I remember there was a So the country like that <coughs> they're like, no, nope, too much violence you know, that, you
5: know like too graphic. Uh, we have few. Yeah. They uh originally they weren't gonna release it there in Australia because it was the content they didn't like it at first until they had it like reviewed and had it explained to them. So
0: So I don't know. So yeah. then essentially you can be making fuck like 50 versions of your game depending on the country code if you want to put it in
5: another country
3: Uh, because you have to censor some content like like like,
5: like different like 50 fucking versions of it even uh like just simple things like the title like uh injustice gods among us and like middle eastern countries can't call it gods among us so like legit i think i forgot the title of it but it's not called that there right i forgot what it's called but that's something all you different. fucking serious. Yeah, no, it's right? not called yeah. that, dude. Fuck. A lot
1: of people have different restrictions. Like a lot of what Kyle said about Scrum and, you know, testing it and breaking it. You usually do that at, like every time a new piece of code is in, milestones. You're breaking that shit. And then you get to the very end, other people breaking that shit. And you're like, what? How, how did this break over here, but not over here? And then you have all of these. Hoops to jump through when you're releasing so it, just, <laughs> just, so yeah,
5: just, yeah. just
0: gently pet it. Yeah.
5: it. Germany, like
1: Germany, can't show like any Nazi
5: like. Synthetic, of course, like, of course, <laughs> yeah, it never, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. I don't know what you are talking about. No. What Holocaust? So it's it's <laughs> interesting, like what different countries will censor, but I mean.
1: Which I find funny because Germany is like very like open about their yeah. past. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. But I guess. I don't know, they just don't want that propaganda, I guess? Yeah.
5: It's, it's more or less like... They just want you to get Yes, that's what it
0: is. And actually, like, the people there are open about it, but, like, in their history books or not. Yeah. Like, those years are just magically gone from history in their books. It's like, no, 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 I don't know what happened. No, we just jumped from, you know, 1935 to uh, 1945, and those 10 years, completely missing. <laughs> Everybody just blacked out. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, but damn. So, that sounds like a fucking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, that whole process...
3: How many people did we just scare away?
0: Yeah, that, whole, that whole process from beginning to end sounds like it would take, like, two fucking years to do.
3: Two. Try right. Nowadays... And then, like,
0: and then you see, like, these big games, they're like, six months. You're like, wait, what?
3: Yeah. Well, those six-month projects usually have a thousand people working on them. We're, but still
1: for thousands of bugs
3: I mean <laughs> that's still a lot like Sascha's still a Creed, lot of work Assassin's Creed Unity had I think they had 1100 people work on it yeah Damn.
0: Man, I still after all those clock I feel like 1100 is just not even enough
5: <laughs> some like major titles take like 5 years to make yeah, yeah. Yes. and then like another like what year to roll it out like as far as like ads
2: and promotion
1: and a lot of times though, some companies will actually work on things before they even announce it, it's so like they, they've they been working on it for three, four years, whatever. Under production. some cool code name. Yeah. Something to do with and the then actual game. Project
0: Scion. Like
1: and then they'll announce it and Why they'll the take planet? that last okay. few months, year, two years to quote unquote work on it and then publish it. But they've really been working on the shit for like seven years. Yeah. And you only knew about it for two. Damn.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. That sounds like a lot. Like, yeah, I don't. It's, it's a job. And yeah. You're, you're work, yeah fuck. Dedication. And yeah.
1: Work ethic. <laughs> Which most people tend to not have at the moment. Um,
0: that sounds like a headache. It, like honestly, like it really does. It's it'd be like somebody, like yeah, no, we're gonna make a car. From scratch, we're gonna gonna mold the muffler pipes. We're gonna mold the engine block. We're gonna try to break it, and then we're gonna put everything little in, and we're gonna polish it. And it's like, all right, cool. All right, that's just the piston. (laughs) But we got the rest of it. Making (laughs) a
1: car it takes a lot less than making a game at the moment. Cause I feel like, yeah, that goes through a lot of testing. Yeah. You have to make sure the pieces are
0: together. That, no, not necessarily. Not if you're an engineer and you're designing a new engine. Yeah. No, You are literally designing every little port, every, every rod that goes into it, every piston, the horsepower, Air compression. I'm
2: now more re- familiar about that. Yeah,
1: Gas ratio. Yeah, do tell us about that. I mean, we're, we're talking about you know, oh,
0: about torque. You know, torque gear ratios. You know, material of the actual uh, of the engine or the certain parts. You know, that, be a, that can hold up melting degrees. Uh, you're yeah, it goes. There's a lot that goes into that, and you have to know every single one of those for your
2: well, <laughs> as as a designer of a specific part, it is, yeah. you have to know everything about that part. Yeah, You don't necessarily need to know about everything, but yeah. that part, that piece that you're responsible for exactly. designing, 110%, yeah. you need to know it all. That's what it sounds like. It's, but it's like we're making a car every time we make a game Yeah, from scratch. It's so like, oh every cool, no, we,
0: no, we don't have a cool... Uh, you know, we don't have cool robots fucking so doing it. We're doing this shit old school. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we don't have robots. Yet. I don't
3: that'd,
1: be a, that'd be a weird... Do you have a job? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I would love to see a, an AI designer and build a game from yeah. scratch. Would.
2: <laughs> I would like to see it. I would not like to see it be the new norm. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I want to see it happen. It's Just test. not be successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or be one successful and then never again. Yeah, be just like, a test. Keep that under wraps.
2: Yeah, okay, so you can do It'd be a cool, super, super top. top
0: secret. Be like, <laughs> be like, yo, I just built an AI. He just built the best game ever. Do you still have the AI? Yes. Destroy it. Destroy it. It's become sentient. Destroy it.
1: <laughs>
0: so we are gonna be put out of a job tomorrow. Like, destroy that shit. Don't even speak about it. Fucking
1: comes out the new game every like three days. Like Stop. No. Ah. <laughs> it <hurt>. Stop it. <laughs> what have I done? If
3: I had no horsepower in that computer, I could. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh wow. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot today. Like I like
1: Makes you appreciate games, huh? I
0: wow, I think I might have a nightmare tonight about it. <laughs> like, like I really do. Like, wow. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be like, man, I'm be I'm not even gonna be able to play a game. I'm gonna be like, I wonder how much fucking time went into building this guy that I'm playing How would you right like now? to be
3: the person that gets to model horse testicles? <laughs> yeah. Because Red Dead has fully physics built horse testicles. Yeah. Wow. They yeah. apparently grow as your horse ages. Oh. Wow. I my didn't, God. I did not know that. Like they, I did not know that either. Like, how would you like to be <laughs> the guy scaling who.
2: Can function? <laughs> Can you imagine? The lucky <laughs> <You're> Inside <intern> like... forgot <laughs> to model those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> makes you, you get like a story like, all right. It's uh 21 centimeters today, and then give six months, you're like 23. <laughs> you're like feeling yeah. it. You're like
2: mm, that's about, about three ounces heavier. Good yeah. work. <laughs> Congratulations, pal. <laughs> you're really uh, you're coming well. along. Yeah,
0: I'm like a stud. <laughs> Makes you kind
1: of second guess your uh, mobile game, huh? Uh kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. It was only an idea.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you're gonna need more ideas. Now, oh, now I kind like of don't even want
0: it to be an idea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah, I did not realize uh, so many... Be- like, like, obviously, I knew there was, like, quite a bit of work, but I didn't realize know, the extent and and all the gears that go into making it happen and the hard work that truly, truly, truly goes into it. Like, wow. That's too much. I'll take the next sec. I
1: mean, there's still a lot of moving parts in that, but definitely not as. Expensive. Yeah, but
0: uh, like, yeah, with netsec, I mean, you are either learning the security side or the network side, and essentially they both kind of work together. Yeah. So you can learn one and still do the job of both. Like, you can't be a designer and be like, yeah, cool, I know the artists and the programming side and this side, and, and you're like.
1: I mean, he you could. You could. It's it it's
0: not it's, so, it's, <laughs> it's not like it's a rare like it's a rare thing. Yeah. Especially yeah. if we try to create like. You know, like, obviously if you were to do a small, simple game, a mobile game, like, yes, you could do all those things, but if you were trying to really create something. Yeah, of, like, the like the while, Sid Myers is gone. Yeah, yeah, like you wouldn't just be like, yep, I, don't worry guys, I got it all by myself. Like, it, no, there's no fucking way. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. And with designers, it's definitely recommended that you do like a second portion, whether it's programming or art. Because like, yes. we have two teachers, Derek and Marquette. With Derek, he is a like a programming designer. Yeah. Marquette is like an art designer. Yeah. So they still have that design basics, but the way they think and the way they work are two completely separate. Mm. So like but mechanical
0: engineering and electrical engineering.
1: Kind of. Both, they both have
0: engineering experience. And then once it goes and it breaks in from the components versus the actual mechanics of it. Yeah, sure. That's what it sounds like to me. Like, I mean, that's just my, yeah. that's what it kind of sounds like because an electrical engineer wouldn't necessarily know everything a mechanical engineer can do and vice versa. Like mm-hmm. They would know somewhat They'd have like a basis, you know, on getting the idea and how it's supposed to work, but only one of them can really make it happen yeah. versus the other ones like, all right, uh, we're going to start adding fucking components and shit to it. But
2: that's fair. Um, but it's, it's really good because since the job of the designer is as spread out as they uh, use the analogy the stuffing of the, of the pie um, not knowing anything about the art side of the pipeline or not knowing anything about the programming side of the pipeline you would literally be asking for the world your, your demands or your expectations would be so unrealistic that it would be more of a detriment because all of the time that you spent designing it now has to be redesigned with another designer who has some more of that uh, um, understanding yeah. and say, hey, bro, we don't need 4K textures everywhere. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Dial that shit back. <laughs> On <a> day, <laughs> bit, buddy. And, and, and then asking for, like, 300,000 AIs working simultaneously, doing 40 different tasks every frame. that You know, you're going to kill somebody. Well, you're, you're going to kill lots of computers. Your, your
3: program is going to be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you've got this much memory. I can't, you know, process 100,000 people doing 40 different tasks at once. There's not enough memory. There's not enough computational power inside this little box. Do, do I, I have a story for <laughs> you know? it? Sometimes,
5: sometimes, sometimes in the you have to, like, tone down art, like, make a low-poly yeah. version of
1: an uh, asset. See, with, when it comes to, like, 3D stuff, you definitely want low-poly but the texturing is where you're going to get that detail that you're looking for. But about memory and you know all of this fun stuff, it's a, it's a, it's a small thing, but it it created a big issue. <laughs> there was a game that Kyle and I were working on at one point and that yeah. game I worked on. <laughs> yeah, that's the only game we worked on together and one of the artists Oh my goodness, Josh Gotta love him. Ooh, Josh. Yeah. Josh Milano. Yeah. <laughs> he decided, because he did some of the textures for the art, to save them as a PNG. Which, it it's, it's not as big as it sounds, but it, it took up a lot of memory. Because
3: it has an alpha channel.
1: Yeah. It took up a lot of memory. It was like one little thing, and Jesse's like, what the fuck is this? Why is the game so fucking huge? I was like, I don't know. So I look at the stuff, and they're all PNGs. I was like, Josh, what the fuck did you do? And he's like, what? I, I always save it as PNGs. I was like, what? No, make it a JPEG. Yeah. It just like compresses everything. Yeah. And he's like, but why? I was like... Why the fuck are you doing PNGs? File size, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I switched everything to a JPEG. Are you right now? Oh, my God. I sent them all to Jesse, and he put them in there and instantly. 80% smaller. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. Josh, no PNGs. I had to write on the board, no PNGs. <laughs> And every time he did one, I deleted that shit and I was like, Redo it. Yeah. Is an amateur hour homie? Yeah. <laughs> so it small things like that can definitely change a game. Like it'll make your game bigger or it'll, you know, not run properly because it's trying to fucking render all these high quality textures and models and yeah. it doesn't know what to do. Well, yeah, there are there
3: are Only the finest. Ways. <laughs> yeah. There are different ways where you can you can do all that and still like, there's a lot of, like, I know um, uh, GTA, there's like there's a circle around you. It's only rendered what's in the circle. And then as you move, it renders the new circle and then de renders the other stuff. Or there's stuff like Horizon where there's a cone. Yeah. And as you move the camera, only what's in the camera is rendered on the screen.
0: Okay. And so
3: it like, de renders stuff behind it. And so, you know, there are really creative ways of dealing with high quality stuff like that, but still getting the, the
5: you know, 60 frames a second. And you can really notice that in GTA. Like, if you ever hop into, like, a really, like, fast car and you're driving, if you drive fast enough, like, <laughs> like you will drive and you will be ahead and where, like, you're in an area and things will still be blurry and then, like, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, like, become <laughs> clear and textured. It's like, it takes, like, a half
1: a second it's, like,
2: yeah. it just pops. Like, Instead of the, the sound barrier, it's the <laughs> display <laughs> barrier.
5: <laughs> because the car can technically go faster than what will render it. <laughs> yeah. So. Sounds like fun
1: small things like that yeah
0: yeah wow yeah um i've learned so much today i've learned learned so 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 much and we
1: didn't even talk about like programs or you know languages you could use i mean we talked about languages but as far as art programs there's a wide slew of shit
0: yeah yeah honestly like I, i really do uh appreciate games now, So even now, like, fucking Red Dead being so many games, like, holy shit. I'm seven. It's apparently yeah.
5: supposed to come out on two discs. Like, <laughs> like back in the day, I'm like, yo. Like, in
3: my like, I'm a, I'm I'm three GTA like 4, four was three. three discs. Like, Running I don't know. Like, Fastback
1: like, the... 3 was three discs or two discs?
0: Like, almost I almost feel so bad for 90, like, like, now it's almost, like, obligated, like, to buy it. Like, these poor people. They are fucking, He's <laughs> being, <laughs> they are they're being worked like fucking slaves right now.
1: No matter <laughs> so how shitty the game, just buy it. She's <laughs> like,
5: Jesus. Like, oh. Yeah, I don't buy the 100-hour work, work week story. Like, oh, it was just the writers. It's it's so just okay. shit. Yeah, shit.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was crunch. probably everyone. Crunch. Did. During crunch time, during gold master time, yeah. Oh yeah, you're sleeping at your desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no
1: such thing as sleep, Kyle.
3: Programmers, <laughs> artists, QA, everyone's working 100-hour weeks.
5: 'Cause they're like, hey guys, like we're gonna make that money back as soon as like the game drops. Yeah. Like C five makes like five hundred grand like every three months just off of microtransactions. Alone. Must be nice. See
2: that's what I want. I want <laughs> a game next nice. to that. <laughs> 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 grand every T- we're good, take, we're good. It takes me three hundred hours to make and it gets me 500, 500, just looking at
3: Hearthstone. All you have to do is come up with like a free to play card type game or some way of like where you you build a free to play game that you can buy stuff or, you know, that free to play model where you Give them the game, and they allow them to buy all this stuff, and just see the amount of money they throw at that game. Just yeah. for Cosmetic changes,
5: yeah. What they if you, are afloat from.
1: If you give a good game, they don't care what you do with That's it. Very
0: true. People will buy it. it very, very true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, man, so many <laughs> lessons learned today. On that note, <laughs> yes. on that note, so many lessons learned. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add? Any words of inspiration to people? (laughs) run, run. 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 (laughs) Run.
3: Do not attempt. Yeah. only go into it if you're seriously serious about putting the work. You you can't say, oh, I'm going to. I'm just going to Like, it can't be a hobby. Yeah, exactly. It has to be a passion.
1: It could be a hobby. But as long as. If you want to
3: eat, it can't be a hobby. Yeah, definitely
1: not.
3: Unless you come up with something like like a hearthstone type thing where you just sit back and just watch the money roll in yeah but even then you still have to come up with new card packs new new board designs new characters and all that stuff but yeah wow yeah it's not it's not something you can just well honestly
0: yeah like I said I hope um, everybody that that listens to this uh, gains more appreciation for um, all the aspects when it comes to creating game, whether it's the the lead the designers the uh, the programmer, the artist, just everything. I mean, like I said, I, I knew there was, you know, there's quite a bit of moving pieces. I didn't realize it was so extensive with how many moving pieces that there were. It's you like, you, know, like if you that's, it's like, like that the, picture, that's the eye-opener.
3: It's like that picture where they're building a bridge and the bridge doesn't come together. Yeah. And it's off. <laughs> <centered>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. like, like, like honestly, like, I feel like I only saw just the tip of the iceberg. Like, I'm yeah. like, all right, I know there's moving you know, know there's pieces. You know, I didn't realize, you know, what was underneath that, that. that you know, and how it's like, holy shit, like,
2: it's a thick cake. It, Yeah. It, a it, it's so,
5: it's so, so much. Um, cool. I have a new appreciation for it. And we it, still could have gotten to like the software is like 3ds max. Yeah. Maya, so like
1: everything we just said is, it's still not the whole iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. There's the softwares, there's the different, you know, um, like the Adobe products and stuff like that. Then you have possible legal issues. It's like, is this game exactly like this other game? Is something similar but not there? Is it is this an issue? And then you go into marketing and then you go into actually dealing with Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo and then they give you the runaround and it's like, well shit, there's a lot of other aspects too. Yeah. This is all just the development yeah. and then there's more. Yeah. So Oh, well, man. good thing that we were only talking about the development. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we can go into a whole episode about bureaucracy of games. Yeah.
1: Yeah, i would
0: be a pretty good cool one. I wouldn't mind doing that one. Other than that, anybody else? Any other inputs? No. I no, it was a no, great no. episode. Like I said, I've learned so fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, stop now. Yes. Just, while wow. we're at the top of the rabbit Just ball. wow. <laughs> so, literally from the time Ian started talking and saying all the things out, like in my mind I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> no way. And that's
1: just one third of the pie. Yeah, know. like no way. And then you get the other two thirds, and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. So, that pie's uh, been cooking for quite a time.
0: Yeah. Um, other than that, thank you guys for uh, joining us today with this game development uh, episode. Really enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, you guys have really uh, shined a light on what it actually takes to, you know, create a game, whether it a small game or a big huge.
3: Open world one. Um, the
4: process. Yes, the pro. Yeah, exactly. The process. The A very extensive process. Pipeline. <laughs> yes. Pipeline. Yes. pipeline.
1: pipeline. <laughs> the fancy word. Pipeline.
0: Uh, <laughs> other than that, we're good. Uh, so thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of Ed's Words with Edward. I'm out. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.